2: Well, kick off your shoes and relax your goddamn feet, folks. Welcome back to the show. I am the tuna fish that Miss Jerry stepped on at the bus station on Christmas that one time because she don't eat no damn tuna.
3: And I am Sojourner Truth. This is The Reed. Thanks for coming back.
2: Yeah. Thanks for coming back to our podcast that we have. That's a podcast mm-hmm. for niggas mm-hmm. and people that it believe is. in us.
3: It is. It, well, we here anyway.
2: Um let's start with some black excellence, shall we? Uh so I mention them all the time, but I usually get a lot of our uh black excellence stories from becauseofthemwecan.com. Lots of other black websites, but this is like a go-to for me. This is not a hashtag ad by the way. I'm just saying I always <laughs> get the news from here. So This week, I really enjoy this story about a restaurant in North Philadelphia called Down North Pizza, which is owned by childhood homies, Kurt Evans and Muhammad Abdul Hadi. And the specialty about this pizza shop, besides being Black-owned and uh, serving one of the most delicious foods known to man, um they've chosen to staff the business exclusively with formerly incarcerated persons. Oh, okay. And so, these two decided to blend their passion for pizza with the passion that they have for their community. Um, and I'm just gonna read this little paragraph because, girl, I wish I, like I had in- individual writers' names for these things, but it just says... Because of them, we yeah, staff. can staff.
3: <laughs> That's usually what it is.
2: But a person who wrote this said, in addition <laughs> to offering employment... Down North Pizza also provides a fair wage and culinary career opportunities for re-entry citizens, (laughs) teaching them how to prepare their signature Detroit-style pizzas. Evans and Abdul Hadi offer short-term housing units rent-free for employees in need of housing for six months in the apartment above the restaurant. Their goal is to give returning citizens skills they can use to re-enter society while also offering them an opportunity to make and save some funds. So, like... You know, we could sit up here for hours and hours and hours and talk about all of the inhumane aspects of prison and, Mm -hmm. you know, but you also, you know, if you do ever get out, basically the country (laughs) throws you away. It's completely against you. (laughs) It's like you're shunned everywhere you go. Right. Um... So, you know, not surprising that Black people are the ones to continuously be like, hey, let's do something about that, since, you know, we're human beings. Um, right. And it's us
3: disproportionately affected by the prison system any damn way. So
2: Precisely.
3: I love this because it's not even just, like, giving them a job, which is great, but also all of the assistance that goes into, like— all of the resources they are deliberately pouring into their employees and even giving people a chance to live somewhere rent-free, nigga. so you can really just stack your money and try to stay seat. on top of yeah. your shit. Right, like a lot of people end up back in jail because they get out and they're worse off than they were when they went in. Facts. So it's like, what are you supposed to do in order to even survive? And now you can't get a job, can't get an apartment, all this other type of shit. It's like they want you to go back to jail, so... That is just really, oh man, incredible. I wish I was that giving, selfless, like, literally anything. I just, I love that story.
2: Yeah, I was watching a video of uh, Chef Kurt Evans, one of the owners I mentioned, that's like a collaboration sort of thing that they did with the 76ers, and I was just (laughs) smiling ear to ear at how Philly his accent is. Like, like, I just love, like, getting older and, like, the blessing of being able to, like, know people from different places and have gone to different cities and, like, being able to spot, like, the tiny little differences in some of our accents and stuff. Yeah. Um, That's beautiful. But yeah, shout out to Philly and shout out to Down North Pizza for doing the work and I mean, on top of that pizza, like pizza on on top of everything else. And
3: what a name. There is pizza. <laughs> Down North is such a funny name. It makes me wonder if this is like a, is Philly the North or the yeah. South kind of conversation, which is not. It's,
2: it's probably that.
3: not one that I would ever have. Like, I don't think I've ever considered anything in Pennsylvania to be part of the South, but you know, the mid Atlantic niggas, they have their own debate about North True. versus South. But anyway, congratulations. What a beautiful idea.
2: Oh, let me read this one thing he also said. Uh, he said, If you want to get involved, you can start by partnering with local organizations oh, okay. that are like minded. Not with them specifically, but like with your community. Uh, he said, Usually the community is speaking to you about what it needs. You just have to listen. And I really loved that too, because it's like, it's very true. Those of us who feel like we want to do something or be of help in some way, there are usually so many organiza- organizations locally that you could go and be a part of. And just do something for someone, hopefully, in your community. But anyway, check them out, Down North Pizza. I think their Instagram is down north underscore pizza. Go show them some love. Get a meat lovers or whatever they're called.
3: <laughs> whatever they got, just get you one. Hey, y'all, there's a famous Abraham Lincoln quote that says, good things come to those who wait. But that's only part of it. The full quote is, good things come to those who wait, but only the things left by those who hustle. (laughs) Is that true? Who knows? But if you're a business owner and you want the best people on your team, the same concept applies. Thankfully, ZipRecruiter puts the hustle in your hiring so you find qualified candidates fast. And now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter's smart technology finds top talent for your roles right away.
2: This week in our Hot Tops, Little Bottoms Everywhere. Did I do that last week?
3: You may have. I feel like I've heard it before, but don't know if it was last week.
2: Oh, well then, bad trip. <laughs> Down to the Walgreens to go get you a fleet because you don't have any more left. Oh, okay. <laughs> <I> was
3: <laughs> I was wondering because, you know, that could have gone a few different directions with all the drugs the girls take. <laughs>
2: yeah very true. <laughs> Bro,
3: did you watch that movie?
2: Which movie Bad trip? <laughs> no, I haven't because I really get uncomfortable by those like graphic, pranking mm-hmm. n- everyday people films. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's i don't I wouldn't say it's like vicarious embarrassment. like the cringe for me just gets like so unbearable like I enjoyed uh Borat and the second one the Borat sequel because they were mostly like embarrassing really ignorant people and like terrible politicians and stuff Mm -hmm. so them being mortified or you know disrespected offended didn't bother me at all but someone told me that um Bad trip doesn't really, like, poke fun at the people being pranked. It kind of empowers them in a way. Oh, no. It pokes fun at the
3: actors. (laughs) The actors are making fun of their characters.
2: Definitely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you saw it.
3: I I did watch that movie. I I did watch that movie. (laughs) It was not for me, child. (laughs) It was a little too goofy and juvenile for my taste.
2: That's the other thing. Like, Eric Andre, I think, is very funny. But, like, a lot of his pranks for me sometimes are like, okay, this was not... I, I don't like it.
3: Yeah, they showed a <laughs> clip at the end where some white man was about to beat his ass. Like, he had to... He started whispering the safe word or whatever so the production team would come out and save him. Because, like, you, you... Sometimes you just play too much with people. Like, you playing too much.
2: Yeah, some of the shit that he did on the Eric Andre show, especially with the guests, was, like, intentionally pushing the boundaries to see how uncomfortable mm. he could make people mm. and so obviously some of that's just really funny I and mean, then some of it is just like okay i am never going to be able to get this out of my brain i'm scarred yeah. for life <laughs>
3: like, no, the, no the random black people who are watching these skits are definitely the best part of this movie um and tiffany haddish's character like she is
2: I heard she's really good.
3: She is really, yeah, she's she's good. But, like, all of them have this willingness to play along with the crowd that I don't think I have. Like, I would break at some point and be like, y'all can't see how fake this is? Like, I just, I, I don't yeah. see me playing along with it, but...
2: That definitely speaks <laughs> to the commitment of the actors, <laughs> for sure. Because right. I hear you. I totally hear you.
3: But, yeah, if that's your type of comedy, then I think you will enjoy it.
2: I will just say, because, like, Every time I see Eric Andre I think of Eric Andre, I think of the time that Lauren Conrad was on the Eric Andre show. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I beg you. I plead, I beseech, do not Google it. Don't look it up. Oh no, don't look I just it up. Googled it. Don't oh, Google it. Never mind. Don't watch it. It says gross. But if interview you ever <laughs> yes. But if you do know what I'm talking about, how can I not think of that every time that I see this nigga for the rest of forever? So yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Eric Andre pranks for me are kind of like, uh, I'll see what the girls are saying, and then maybe I'll peek at it, but that nigga scares me, and yeah, so uh, no.
3: Yeah, I had a feeling his mama was white, and it looks like I was right.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think he's half Jewish, isn't
3: he? Oh, I don't know, but I just had a feeling that he was
2: his mama. He's from, from Florida, too.
3: Oh, is he? I was mm-hmm. just about to ask, like, I wonder what part like can't be the middle I was gonna say it has to be it can't be Miami or nothing it's probably Tampa
2: like the real scary part
3: Boca Raton oh my god I didn't know anybody younger than 75 was allowed to live
2: there (laughs) you're either old or you're a serial killer (laughs) (laughs) like it's retirement and Dexter yeah
3: no see he Eric Andre got a he got the kind of face that say I play too much
2: he does. He does. I think he's cute though.
3: But fun movie, you know, any lighthearted at the at the least.
2: I might check it out.
3: It is it is goofy and dumb. And you know, if you need a, a fun little distraction, then this might be the one for you.
2: Let's talk about rap niggas in their relationships. Ready? Go. Okay. So Okay. I, listen, I'm not even. We're gonna just say that I try very hard every week. And yeah, you know, we do. (laughs) Here's what we have this week. Some weeks are slower than others. Um, and maybe that's a good thing. (laughs) That means the celebrities are chilling out, (laughs) sitting the fuck down somewhere.
3: What y'all need to be doing any damn way?
2: (laughs) Um, so Steven Uziverse is still proclaiming his love publicly for rapper JT of the City Girls. (laughs) His latest public of uh, display of affection um, was him gifting JT his first ever rap nigga diamond necklace. Um. So he gave her a big old fancy sparkly uh, chain, his first ever rap chain that was inspired by his 2016 mixtape "Little Uzi Vert" versus. The world. Of course. The chain itself looks to be like a Cuban link type of a situation. And then the pendant is basically a big ass uh, version, diamond encrusted version of um, Scott Pilgrim's head. (laughs) <laughs> so I enjoy that because I'm a dork and I love the Scott Pilgrim books and the movie. And it also reminded me when I was putting together this little uh, thing here that you have watched Scott Pilgrim versus the World because I made you. Like, I don't know if this was like after we did a green experiment or some shit, but you were at my house <laughs> at one thirty nine. I remembered. Other niggas were there and the movie came on and the reason I remember you watching it is because for whatever reason I put it on like I love this movie it's one of my faves I've watched it a million times and I was just like the girl in the room to beat is Crystal. Crystal's is the girl in the room that we just have to she's, she's Siskel and Ebert and Roper like she's all of them <laughs> And so like Dumb to do me. <laughs> I just knew like girl, Chris was gonna leave. And then there was the scene where there was like very beginning early in the movie where Scott has to fight Ramona's like first boyfriend, Matthew Patel, and he starts singing a song. And Anna Kendrick's character goes, What? Like she <laughs> reacted like she reacted to him singing out of nowhere, like what? And you <laughs> Scream. It sounds like me. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was like she perfectly reacted the way that you reacted. Like she reacted in sync with the way that you felt. Like, excuse me. Okay. And you were like doubled over. (laughs) And (laughs) internally, I was like, yes. (laughs) At least I can say this bitch laughed at one thing in this movie. So I will always take that with me that I got you to laugh at least at one thing in one of my favorite nerd movies.
3: I'm glad you remember because I have no recollection of watching this at all.
2: I know you don't. I could not tell you a single (laughs) plot
3: point. But that's funny because when I was watching that Eric Andre movie, there is a point where he bursts out into song and the black man he is talking to goes, what? And I did the exact same thing when that black man did it.
2: And I cracked up. And everyone who has seen the movie that I'm talking about, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, you know exactly what... Because you probably have not seen it once. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. This bitch... (laughs) <laughs> screamed at that part And I felt so validated Oh man Now I want to watch it again Just to see Cause
3: I mean it's that, really silly It completely sounds like me That sounds like something I would do
2: I will send you A clip on YouTube Of that scene mm-hmm. So you can just see What I'm hey, talking man. about But Hallelujah. like I want you to know It's very be- Like towards the beginning Of the movie And for most of it You were sitting there High with the rest of us Like what, what Is this nigga Am I
3: looking at Yep <laughs>
2: That part got you, and I just felt so seen.
3: (sighs) Well, I mean, that, okay. I'm glad for that, um, this moment that we evidently shared that I can't recall, wish I could, um, (laughs) but as far as, I, I, I looked up this necklace so I could see maybe if it reminded me of whoever Scott's program is. It does not. No, it no. kind of looks like a uh, Steven Universe chain to me.
2: <laughs> yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it?
3: It kind of does. But I do think that this is, like, w- weirdly very sweet and um, kind of like a sentimental-ass gift. I wouldn't expect a nigga to be this uh, sensitive in in gift-giving. Like, m- your first major chain? You gave that to this girl? Like
2: <laughs> He also engraved it on the back. It says, Uzi First Piece. To JT. I love that there's no, like, apostrophe S. It just says, Uzi, first piece. And then, to JT. And, of course, she posted it saying, this means so much to me. Thank you, baby. And it's just, like, one of very many um, gifts that he seems to have bought her recently that she shows off on online. And I'm just, like, Mm. I'm a bit ghetto. And I'm from Miami, like she is, but I don't know that I'm young enough or rich enough to understand a lot of this. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> <laughs> like I guess. It, but like, when y'all break up, do you let her keep it? Does she want to keep it? Like, I mean,
3: I would. I mean, I guess if they break up, then they'll just have to figure that out. But I would assume she gets to keep it, especially since it's been engraved with like four <laughs> JT. <laughs> it literally
2: says, to JT, you on it? have
3: the back like sanded down a <laughs> bit. Like, oh, I mean, I was you just probably playing. can.
2: <laughs> I mean, the nigga put <laughs> the nigga put a crystal gem in the middle of his face, so I'm sure he could find someone uh, to scratch off the JT if he wants to. Probably. But maybe he will not. Because by way of the shade room, I saw that Uzi posted on his stories a little coy grinning emoji and a bat. Me and my girl gonna be together. for l Keep watching and learn something. Don't be mad because y'all mom and dad not together. What? so he said that him and jt are going to be together for l okay and instead of being mad learn watch and learn and don't be mad because you and your mama your mama and your daddy ain't together but i, I don't know what that has to do with everyone since right? y'all aren't married and what don't have kids to do with us.
3: Like, <laughs> why are you talking about people's parents being together y'all not even married and
2: yeah you don't have kids together watching
3: so. watching the things you do publicly for your, your relationship doesn't make me want your relationship If you niggas are happy, then I'm happy for you. But let's not start acting like, you know, I mean, maybe the youth are hating on them, but my old
2: ass is not. I mean, sure. (laughs) You know, kids between the age of, like, 15 and 24 are way more, like, agitating than our old asses. But
3: still. I barely know you niggas are together, child. Have
2: fun. Yeah. I mean, like, also, though, we've, seen y'all like sub tweet each other when things weren't going oh, yeah, well Yeah, we've seen the mess. we've s- seen you get into a public spat with right. her friend slash co-worker and, and then that woman's child's father threatening to knock your teeth yeah. out and also like you're not going to be together for L hun like you're not <laughs> that's just math you know it's not even hating it's just probability it's numbers you know like
3: yeah, it's don't, fractions don't and don't all of like, that like, don't act like y'all don't have y'all's cardian offset moments because y'all do.
2: They're like 26, 27 or something like that. Like,
3: Enjoy it while it lasts and have fun, you know, and, yeah. and I'm sure at some point y'all going to learn to leave us out of it. But cute gift nonetheless. I like that.
2: If JT is smiling, then I'm happy mm-hmm. because I she hasn't yet given me too much of a reason as a please don't send it to me now. Like, I'm sure. Like, leave me alone. But like... <laughs> it's <laughs> like, gonna happen as soon I as we're I look at JT as this pretty girl. She's from Miami. She reminds me a lot of friends that I have from Miami and I like her rap style. I want for her to be happy. So if she's smiling, I'm good. But I, no, I don't think they're gonna be together for L. No. They're young hip-hop Romance story is cute though, in a way that I feel too old to understand.
3: <laughs> Good for y'all, baby.
2: <laughs> right. On the flip side of the of of the things, rapper Saweetie, um has released some scathing rap lines to her latest ex. Of her own, you know. We spoke last week about niggas saying that <coughs> rapper Quavo was sending subliminal shots to Saweetie <laughs> on a new song where he talks about taking back a Bentley from a girl that was slimy and sneaky. Oh, right. After we know that he purchased a Bentley for his now ex Sowety, well, Saweetie has released a, late, a new EP that is titled "Pretty Summer Playlist" oh, season one. Which is really like a playlist. Some of the songs are like Sweetie songs. Some of them are like other artists' songs. I don't know if they're like so- artists that are signed to her or just like, you know, artists that she fucks with or what. But mm-hmm. there's one particular song called Seesaw that is by a, a girl named Kendra J. Uh, featuring Sweetie, on which... The young, light-skinned ranch on her spaghetti-eating rapper said, Feeling dangerous. I thought you was my anchor, but you ain't shit. And on some real shit, tell me what the problem is. See, when you read this with, like,
3: mm-hmm. doesn't then it? you
2: see that it doesn't Mm-mm. prime. And, yeah. <laughs> Say he gonna do better, but it's always just the opposite. How you fumble the baddest bitch? Are you dumb nigga? You got nerve sending me all these threats when you wrong. That's a big trigger. Um, maybe, how you figure? Maybe I just ain't need to the play. woman you. Ain't, <laughs> no, you don't. How you figure? Ain't the woman that you thought you was humping thoughts fucking narcissist you just mad that you got caught remember he had said like Mm -hmm. you're not the woman i thought you were or whatever so that's like oh
3: thank you for bringing that back for
2: me a response to that or whatever right yeah the verse is not great you listening to it is not gonna (laughs) i don't think it's gonna make much of a difference the song itself is actually cute i think the hook is cute the girl's voice sounds like cute enough like it doesn't sound like big voice singer but it sounds like you know, today's pop R&B, like, it's catchy enough. But the the verse was like, if you were gonna bust shots at that nigga, I felt like she could have saved it for something a little bit better than this random... It felt like this was already happening, and then she was like, where can I... Stick some stuff in. Stick some stuff, <laughs> stick shots at this nigga." And it's funny that, like, the theme of this EP and, like, the cover and everything is, like, high school yearbook because her rap gives me like popular girl that is like 17 rapping at the cool girls table during second wave lunch okay like something about it gives me very like amateur but but like it's a vibe because everybody likes her <laughs> she's like the head cheerleader or homecoming queen or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but it just like the themes just matched up to me. It gives me like Regina George released an EP. I
3: see it. I think, I mean, a huge, a huge part of Sweetie's appeal is the fact that she is just so pretty she it is to look at. so fun to look at her because she's just mm-hmm. fucking gorgeous. And then she yep. posts pictures of her family and everybody she's related to is fine as hell Also too. fine. So.
2: <laughs> she also has an impeccable stylist. Yeah. Her stylist has her draped right. every time you look at her. So yeah.
3: So being gorgeous and always looking good is pretty much all you needed to be popular in high school. So I can see.
2: (laughs) I'm saying.
3: I can see this because as much, I mean, I have some real fun listening to some of Sweetie's songs. That song with Doge Cat is so fun. I love it. Is that my bestie and a Tessie? I know all the words to that one. And I like uh, the one she did with Janae Aika, where she told that nigga to go fetch. That's excellent as well. (laughs) Um, <laughs> yeah, either, like either I'm, my type, you know, I feel like if I was in, if I was drunk in the club or something, then my
2: type would go off. But yeah, I'm not saying I don't see it. I'm just saying like the vibe that her style gives me.
3: I mean, right. So as much as I enjoy the music, I wouldn't necessarily call her like a great lyricist. <laughs> She's fun and cute and the
2: songs are fun and I leave it at that. But like, can we just acknowledge that w- there is space for girls and guys and and bees to just make songs yeah. that you'd like, we don't all need to be, you know what I'm saying? Biggie and Hov and Pac and Nas. Like, everyone doesn't need to be lyrical sometimes. It's just like, like, y'all bitches grew up on yin-yang twins. Like, sometimes we just want to have fun. And like, that's okay. Y'all want to like have fun and listen to Pooh Shiesty or or, or whatever on one second. But then when we're talking about the girls, usually it's like, uh, she's just not, like, where's the lyrics that... It, it, everything's about sex and, and yeah. like no, there's space for so many different kinds of everybody.
3: Yeah, no, I'm leaving it there just because I'm being real about the situation. But like you said, yeah. niggas are allowed to make garbage music that says nothing all the time, and people go with it because it's a fucking bop. So I'm not mad at it. Don't don't misunderstand me. I'm not mad at it at all. But like, did you see that? Where was she at? Some fighting thing? The thriller fight? Oh, night? the
2: Jake! Yeah, the Triller fight. Jake Paul. I
3: don't know what that is. I did not watch that, I but didn't I did see, see the clips of the performance, and um,
2: I didn't even see clips. I just heard about it. Okay,
3: her. yeah. Progress, you know, progress needs to be made. But fun girl, cute girl, love her style, and I will be. I'm finna download this pretty summer hot girl playlist or whatever it's called I'm (laughs) I'm gonna listen to it anyway even though you reading that
2: (laughs) you reading that stanza didn't move me Uh, Um, and I think her album is called Pretty Bitch Music too like mama knows her lane and she's sticking to it I just have nothing bad to say like (laughs) I'm fine with this at the
3: moment it's not like she tries to act like she's something that she's not you know
2: right? she's making her
3: music and if you like it you like it if you don't then listen to something else
2: like, apparently, she also recently said something to the to the effect of, like, I'm not going to stop, you know, making big records with a with a sample in it. That's my specialty. B- you know, because the girls, I guess, are coming for her, like, always using a big sample on her records. Because she's done it with, I think, Too Short and, like, Petey Pablo or whatever. Mm. And she's not the only artist to do this, mind you. Like, I can name, like, three niggas that have done this for like the past five years and no one seems to be bitching them out about it. Mm. But you know, you know, the girls get their pressure and stuff like that. So Yeah. I'm just letting everybody have their fun and just calling a spade. Yeah a spade the way I see it. I
3: feel like when it comes to sweetie, like <laughs> I just won't tolerate niggas talking crazy about her because they taking some weirdo side in the whole breakup with. Whichever amigo that was That she was with Like I feel like niggas After they broke up A lot of niggas decided They was gonna be You know Fake mad at her Or internet mad at her Or try to drag her Or act like she ain't Gorgeous And talented Or whatever else Like so I just feel this need To defend her Against niggas But You know Otherwise She's just She's a fun girl Making fun music And I hope she keeps going
2: Let it not go And say that I know that many Of y'all bitches Are just bored and truly, like, in, like intensely engage in a lot of this stuff because what else is there to do? Mm, um, and sometimes good. I simply think, I don't know, find something. You know? <laughs> like, so maybe books. instead of <laughs> dedicating, like, every weekday... To like sitting up in this person's comments about a relationship that you knew was going to end over things you knew was going to happen is like, you know, get your one joke off for the likes and the screenshot of it and stuff. But like, I don't know, on Tuesday, maybe go for a walk, call your mom, you know what I'm saying? Do mm-hmm. your laundry, take the chair, the clothes out of that chair, something else. But what do I is know? Weird. I'm a bum.
3: It's a weird, it's a weird situation we live in.
2: Where are we at? I'm going to skip over this Kanye West thing. Um,
3: Ugh, that's probably for the best. I don't know what he did, but that's still probably for the best.
2: He's allegedly mad due to a source that the girls are, are looking at it like Kim divorced him because he actually was over it. He had been over it, Boots and allowed her to like file first in order to give dignity. This is what a, what? a source allegedly told Page Six, right? That he let her file force file first in order to give her dignity but now he mad because everybody is is like running with the story that she left him and blah 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 and it's just like a hey, at 33 almost 34 at this point it's hard for me to take a source and and place it anywhere besides the garbage bin mm. especially when it comes from someplace like page 6 right. or something that's known for like gossip, high tea. Uh Anonymous gossip at that. (laughs) It's like the other day I saw a meme going around that was like, Beyonce and Jay-Z buy DMX's masters and give it to his kids. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, this is bullshit. Not even to say that they wouldn't do that, but it was just like, something about it just felt like, y'all just made this up and put this on there, on the internet. Yeah, Yeah, it's for a story to go around and see how it works. And sure enough, someone in the family at some (laughs) point was like, can y'all leave us alone? Like, we already lost him, and like, stop being weird. (laughs) So... (laughs) No, they cannot do that. They cannot stop uh, being weird. (laughs) Part of me, when I read this story about him being annoyed that reports were saying she left him, was like, on one hand, I feel like this is bullshit, and then on the other hand, I kind of could believe it because of the male ego. You know? (laughs) Like, on one hand, I can believe him being like, because, like on an individual person relationship, trying to take the power and you know what? I'm going to let you have it. You can go ahead and file first. Because that, like, trying to, on your one-on-one time, be mm-hmm. like, I'm being the bigger person. But then right. everybody being like, yeah, girl, I know you had to leave that nigga. And you dealing <laughs> with, like, <laughs> like, the results of it and being like, no, fuck that. I hated that bitch for at least a year. I left her. So it's like... On one hand, I think it's bullshit. On the other hand, I could believe it. And then on, like, the big third eye, since I'm out of hands. Um, and what? so you've chose the third eye. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, raise your hand if it made a fucking difference to you. Who Thank filed you. First.
3: Thank you. This is exactly what I was about to ask. Who gives a shit which one of them left the other one?
2: I think most of us are just glad to hear that it's done. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that marriage is over they done with that reality show on e i think but like so yes, i'm looking they forward are. to the kardashians going somewhere like living on instagram and leaving me completely out of it or living
2: on jupiter
3: <laughs> you can you can just all the adults in that family can continue to leave me alone I deeply don't care. I hope y'all split (laughs) up, you know, as quickly and as amicably as possible for the sake of those children. And that both of y'all focus on co-parenting and that I am left really? out of the details please can you leave
2: the niggas alone please can you leave the niggas alone because we still niggas out here dealing <laughs> with niggas shit can like, you leave us alone it's
3: still a pandemic <laughs> niggas is still broke I deeply do not care about you we'll niggas fighting over that tasteless white furniture that y'all have I don't <laughs> care <laughs> Y'all fighting over with $48,000 couches and shit. Leave me alone.
2: <laughs> it is not white. It's alabaster. Oh, my bad. <laughs> and I would have you know to get your shit right. Thank you very much. You know, that's yeah. what happens when
3: you just don't have class or taste. I'm sorry. I just can't distinguish rich people's shit. And I, I just honest, don't get it. <laughs>
2: I honestly feel like 80, 85% of us are just like, make sure that those beautiful kids are good and God bless them. Like, yeah. I, I don't think any of us give a fuck about who fought first. Not so at God all. Not well. at all. Uh, So the Rolling Loud Festival is due to take place this year, July 23rd to 25th in is Miami it? Gardens. Yes, they are having Rolling Loud basically in Carroll City this summer, any the fuck way, in person, right here, in person, shoulder to the shoulder oh, no. during the Penny Proud, oh, no. they will be having no less than one hundred and thirty hip hop acts that are, s- <laughs> are scheduled to perform <laughs> during this weekend in carol Keros- Like, girl, okay. Um, so I thought we'd play a fun game. Since this episode is coming out on 420, I think. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. So I'll give you a present. Oh. And by present, I mean weed. (laughs) If you can guess at least five artists Mm. that will be performing at Rolling Loud this year. And I want to say, honey, don't overthink it. You got this. (laughs) Like, let's go. Little
3: niggas. Travis Scott.
2: Boots headliner, you're doing great.
3: <laughs> um, uh, little Uzi Vert.
2: Oh shit! I probably should have googled.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here really trying not I've been, to. Oh go no, it. no 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 Yeah,
2: he's on there. He's okay. on there. Yes.
3: Um, the baby. Yep. Um.
2: Uh, oh god, why? You haven't been wrong yet, girl. You got this. <laughs> I'm stressing out. Um. <laughs> I want you to think of literally any bitch that rap. <laughs> like... <laughs> Doja Cat. Oh shit, is Doja Cat on here? She might be like not nigger enough.
3: Mm, what? Rachel feet not nigger enough. Doja? Yeah, Rachel feet.
2: Oh, That's I thought right. you said Rachel something. Okay, I did no. not. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, I don't see Doja, so let's say somebody. Else.
3: Okay. Um.
2: Fuck! You got three. You only need two.
3: Um, and I want,
2: to, girl, just name rappers. Young, because they'll be there.
3: Young Thug. Yep. Are you serious?
2: Yes. <laughs> One more.
3: Uh.
2: ASAP Rocky. <laughs> Boom headliner. Are you kidding? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> 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 even google it bitch everyone who has ever rapped <laughs> in the past seven years is going to be at rolling loud in july oh
3: man oh i can't i'm weirdly extremely proud of myself
2: right now you should be i did I not told you. think i
3: could do that
2: like everyone i've ever heard of that has made a rap song since 2017 wow. is going to be at this festival and then like Numerous people that I guess I'm just going to Google because I have been feeling elderly uh, these days I don't know how to tick or talk I don't be Mm. catching on to any of the memes any of these days I don't watch the verses and I don't know any of these girls are so I feel like this has given me sort of like a Dictionary glossary whatever something to look up and see who (laughs) it is that y'all are fawning over because some of these names I recognize and then someone like key Glock Spot him, got him. Key Glock what? That feels like part of a sentence that isn't done yet. Yeah, I don't know Blast with an X in it. No, let me know. I don't know who a lot of these people are. So no, I'm going to no. do some homework so I can be young, forever young. I'm going to be Blanche Devereaux this week. Okay. And commit to being young again. But yes, you literally named people. I can't believe it. That will all be there. I cannot it's
3: believe it.
2: ASAP <laughs> Rocky, Travis Scott, Post Malone are headlining, which is like Post Malone, Post Malone headlining. Malone? Really? Headlining? Is he that popular? It says, I mean, well, yeah, he's incredibly popular. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, of all the people that are going there, Post Malone is one of the headliners. To me, it's kind of wild. Uh wow. Especially since Bobby Shmurda is apparently also going to be their <gasps> special guest. Oh, like, shit. Like, why not just give him the Sunday stage? But I don't plan festivals. I don't know anything about I this
3: mean, shit. for one song?
2: <laughs> well, you know, you got me there. <laughs>
3: pull the rug right on out. Yeah. <laughs> all that all that aside though. That's true. July feels like a very bad time to have a giant festival. It does.
2: And I mean Rolling Loud is always huge. I don't know what plans they may have made for this year, but I expect it will still be wild and shoulder to shoulder and it's also one of those weekends where it's like the girls, it's Miami. So even if motherfuckers don't have tickets or passes or whatever to go, they'll just go because everyone's gonna be in Miami that weekend. So here we are dealing with like, you know, more numbers in the middle of the pina colada. Mm. And then on top of that, it's fucking rolling loud. So yeah. like, every little, you know, maladjusted rap nigga that you've ever heard of is next to one another. Like you don't really have to worry so much about the crowd because of that crowd will be white kids. So, like, the worst thing that you have to worry about in the crowd at Rolling Loud is projectile vomit. Okay. Like, but it's the different rap nigga camps running into each other around Miami that turns Mm. into drama. Oh, yes.
3: (laughs) Because (laughs) I. He's
2: ringing a bell. Someone can undoubtedly tie who has beef with who has issues with who has, you know, tweets with who. Mm-hmm. And then we can just wait for the fights to happen and show up on baller alert. It's going to. So between that and the penny proud, <coughs> July, July in Carol City is looking bleak. Yeah. God bless y'all. I, I love mean, y'all.
3: And y'all are America is miss y'all. Coming back out like guns ablazing. blazing. Shit is literally very literally. Yeah. Like there's a a mass shooting every fucking day in this country. And it just seems like... I mean, y'all know we're still averaging like 50,000 new cases a day. Like, this is not... This isn't over? So I'm just really confused. (laughs) Like, why July? Do y'all really think this is safe? All those people... (laughs)
2: Bitch, I forgot to write down oh, the no. fucking. I want to say it was a congressman, but I can't remember what state. Like, there was this man who was trying to chew, uh, Fauci out. Like this past week, like Americans want to know when they can get their liberty back
1: because we <laughs> are <you're> just so <laughs> tired of takes.
2: all the. Li-. And like, is is his name Anthony Fauci? Uh-huh. Doctor Fauci was like. Okay, so, girl, here's the way that disease works. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so like yeah. basically break down that just because you're tired and the girls are getting vaccinated now doesn't mean that we can all just walk outside butt-naked and spit in each other's mouth like Trey Like, doesn't. the girls, like, we're not there yet. We're not. We have <laughs> the ability to, for things to get better. And when they are looking better, we'll let you know. Us, the scientists that know how this works... But you, the motherfucker, (laughs) that have some fucking inbred cross eyed bastard who actually puts you in position, you know, in whatever little weak ass position of power, y'all are not going to come in here and yell at me, the motherfucker that actually knows why motherfuckers are falling out, dying over this motherfucker, and yell at me like, but when can the American people get their fucking freedom back? Because they both need to have their freedom. Like, what? We're not taking your
3: freedom, actually. The country is pretty much wide the fuck open. What can you not do? Like, right, exactly. What can you not do? If you're asking me when the pandemic is going to be over, I'm going to ask you, when are y'all actually going to stay home? (laughs) When are y'all going to actually wear masks when you're around other people? When are you going to follow the guidelines that they have been telling us to follow for a fucking year now? When are we going to have a government that cares more about human lives than money? When are we going to have a society that cares more about each other than we do about whether we can go to target 24 hours a day or whatever the fuck. Like there's a whole lot of questions that go into that. So don't, don't ask me when the pandemic is going to be over. Ask yourself when you're going to decide to give a shit about other
2: people. Like, <laughs> cause you know, it would
3: help <laughs> It would help if y'all yeah. weren't so against masks. if y'all didn't act like it was just the worst thing in the world for you to have to wear a mask when you are around complete fucking strangers in public, like, Y'all, I just, oh my God. Y'all want it to be over, but y'all don't want to do nothing to make it be over. So how do that work?
2: And y'all literally have white folk in government yelling at, like, if Fauci has not taken up kickboxing at this point, then fuck him. (laughs) Because, like, (laughs) girl, and I'm not capable for him because, like, I'm sure that he has been a mess in ways that I have not seen. Because, honestly, I do this work and other work that I have to do. And (laughs) then I, you know, fix things that my dog destroyed. (laughs) So, like, I'm not even, like, caping for him. But it's just, like, y'all screaming blindly in the face of common sense has... Like, you're not tired of that yet? Just because some of y'all have gotten the Pfizer or the Moderna... Or the Johnson Johnson that apparently really does give you the X gene. Or whatever it is that the mutants um in, in the Lord. Marvel comics have. Like, apparently you really will become Nightcrawler. But, like, the girls now feel like they can just go around and do whatever the fuck they want to that they've been doing since, like, March of last year anyway. Like, y'all are getting on my nerves. And y'all yelling yeah. and acting like you sound <laughs> like you make sense. Shut up. Just shut up. Like you yeah. want to die, it's cool. <laughs> but stop trying to act like people are infringing on your fucking liberties. Like you can still get your groceries. Y'all bitches are still. You've been on Miami Beach last spring break and this one. I want you to stop.
3: Yeah, y'all are really doing whatever you feel like doing anyway. So just stop acting like you are so persecuted.
2: Right. It's not even y'all that are suffering the most. <laughs> like the right. people that re- like that the Penny Proud has really fucked up are like almost too tired to even come and be bitching and moaning. Like, they go home and and try and rest their weary feet like many others who are out here. So, y'all motherfuckers are usually the ones who will be fine anyway, who ain't got shit to worry about and mad because you went down to fucking Trader Joe's and they had the nerve to tell you to put a mask on in produce. Like, go fuck yourself.
3: Like, you haven't had to wear a mask for over a fucking year now. It's not new. Wear a fucking mask.
2: Your freedoms. Um... (sighs) Well, I won't uh, we'll spend too much time on this. I just want to... Uh, Chet Hanks is being sued by his now ex-girlfriend. Good. We briefly talked about um, him going on live accusing this Black girl, his ex, Kiana Parker, of stealing from him with a bloody face, claiming that she cracked him over his shit with a frying pan, to which I did not feel bad for him. No. Um, and won't. Well apparently she is now suing him for 1 million dollars and this is a suit for uh assault and battery and intentional infliction of emotional distress because she says or has said that he has been mentally and physically and psychologically abusive to her. So, I just wanted to mention that because y'all already know how I feel about him. To say, I hope that not only do I hope that she gets the one million, I hope that they also award her Woody, (laughs) Buzz, Bo Peep, (laughs) Rex, Slink, and Andy. I hope they give her the whole toy box oh, God. because I'm so tired. This bitch in his white boy summer. So yeah,
3: that white boy summer. I say you taking this shit too far. Like your little your little TikToks with your Jamaican accent and being ridiculous. Like I laughed at those along with everybody else. But then these abuse claims came out and I was like, OK, well, that's canceled. You know, that's over. And then yeah. the song actually happened. and I'm
2: like, oh, you letting the Internet gas you all the way up. Forgot. He released a song. Of course, I did not subject myself to that. No, I didn't listen but to But I it. did no, hear... <laughs> I did read about some of the things that took place in the video. And of course, none of it surprised me. And the gag is he really is like empowering these little musty Jack Harlow's of See? the suburbs no, thank you. around the country to be like, yeah, white boy summer, let's fuck all the quiches Mm-mm. we can or whatever. No. Like, okay. All right. You play that little white boy game if you want to. With a Keisha or a Kiana, and you see where it, it, it has you. Being sued, and I hope right. that they give her everything. <laughs> Not only do I hope that she gets Woody and Buzz, I hope she gets Nemo and Marlon and Dory and everybody else at Pixar. Fuck Chet Hanks, he exhausts me.
3: Okay. Well, there is that. Like, I don't... White Boy Summer don't even sound fun. It sounds violent and destructive. So, <laughs> take it all back, Jesus. <laughs>
2: Uh, Speaking of white people that make too many, make the wrong decisions in terms of niggerness, the fire Festival uh, story seems to be coming to an end in terms of the storyline for the people that actually were out there eating Wonder Bread and Romaine Lettuce. Um, Apparently a judge has awarded... The 277 ticket holders for the festival that didn't take place in 2017. I remember. Awarded them each $7,220.
3: Each ticket
2: holder gets basically $7,200 for their grievances and, you know, their terror story. Um... I'm going to go ahead and assume that most of those people have already spent that money on their Rolling Loud weekend and will be <laughs> there on, in July, ready and willing to die. So yeah, deal with I don't that information. Think, I
3: don't think most of them actually missed this money at all. Like, it was there just a go. matter of them getting back home so that <laughs> their rich daddy could fight this legal fight for them. And so... Yeah, this is basically just recouping some of their lawyer costs, probably. And as far as the lawsuit is concerned, I never really the average person that that festival was marketed towards. I never felt bad for that person. None because, of us like, did. That's if why it was seeing awesome. Kendall Jenner in a commercial made you want to go to a remote island. I don't know what else to tell you. Like, I, I simply am not influenced by that woman or anybody else who made an appearance. <laughs> ja Rule? The, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> I never, I, I still, and I still don't have any none sympathy for these kids. Like, it was always funny. But at the same time, that white boy like as soon as I'll never forget watching the documentary where like he was deeply in trouble with the feds for this scam and he got back to New York and immediately started scamming again
2: yes like (laughs) Like, you can't be be stopped
3: you can't be stopped and so you clearly need all of the punishment you need every injunction
2: you need to go to prison because you don't learn as soon as the wheels touch the runway (laughs) (laughs) fraud.
3: <laughs> like, got out of so, jail went straight to a fucking penthouse in Manhattan and got back to Farad sending out emails talking about oh hey you want this exclusive Beyonce and Jay-Z meet and greet right. tickets never
2: met Mary J. Blige and well now today and you and
3: you shan't <laughs> and are you at all maybe suspicious that you just got back from a scam festival and somebody trying to scam your ass again <laughs> He is bold. I tell you what, that white boy got the
2: caucasity because that just took too much. But as you said, this for likely every, if not almost every single one of these people, is like nothing. I imagine for many of these ticket holders, this means that their parents finally gave them back their Audi (laughs) or like they, you know, they're off punishment in some other way or whatever, or they just feel vindicated. From, you know, being embarrassed and mm-hmm. scammed because you foolishly believed that you were going to go and be, you know, Scarface or whatever in the Bahamas. Yes. So And if you like really I did said,
3: spend all your money to go, then I hope this $7,200 helps you feel better and that you have learned a lesson.
2: Yes. And that <laughs> you spend your money better. In the whatever. future. Right. And, and give a fuck about Instagram, girl. You can go <laughs> ahead and take a picture right at the gas station and be cute. You don't have to You can try to go swimming with dolphins or whatever. Uh-uh. You don't have it. It's nope. fine. Trust us. <laughs> um, well, last but not least, apparently there has been a petition going around from some alleged Marvel fans, uh, for the role of Black Panther to be recast, um, this has been a c- petition. Let me actually search this person because I meant to look up whether or not this person was black, but I want to assume that they are because I don't this understand person, why
3: they would need a petition for that.
2: Because they, the studio, Marvel Studios and Disney, and them have made it clear that they have no intention on recasting them.
3: Oh, so they're so, just not gonna have a Black Panther in the movies no more.
2: They're not going to have a. They're not going to recast T'Challa is what it is most people have been assuming that shuri will be the new black panther yeah, that's what I shuri thought. has been black panther in the comics before and i think that a lot of fans are down for that um but apparently there has been a petition that has gotten over 5700 signatures yikes for people to recast uh t'challa <laughs> because they feel like the character um means a lot to you know young Black boys and men, and that there's more to the story, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so now they have created this tiny debate on whether or not uh, the characters should be recast or not, to which I think most people agree, no, they don't need to recast T'Challa, because T'Challa doesn't have to be Black Panther. <laughs>
3: like, Yes, there is that. <laughs>
2: He doesn't, and it's like Shuri being Black Panther could mean a lot for young black girls and women, and black boys and men, right? And like, like Black Panther being this cisgendered male black guy isn't like the end all be all. Like, it just to me, I think it's a couple of things, right? As someone who's a fan of the this character, has been, and loved what Chadwick Boseman did to the character, how he was able to adapt it, I just feel like it's not simply the fact that <sighs> my brain is all over the place and, like, nerd dumb. First of all, okay, it's like, most of y'all are saying, like, I've been reading these comics since I was five, and there's just so much to the Black Panther character, and it means a, a lot for, you know, <laughs> Black people like me and young Black boys and stuff, and it's like, you're admitting that there is a wealth of material as far as the Black Panther character is concerned. The material that you've been reading since you were five, first of all, (laughs) is not even... is probably not even near the beginning of the Black Panther's, like, origin or, like, publication. You know what I'm saying? Origin. Right. And also, like, you're... Again, you're admitting that there's tons of stuff that you can... Give your kids to read. There's tons of Black Panther appearances and cartoons that we watched growing up, and Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther was in four movies. <laughs> he was in Captain America: Civil War. He was mm-hmm. in Black Panther. He was in Infinity War and in End Game. So it's not to say that, like, oh, well, fuck the character because I get it. But it's like there are so many ways that they can not only honor the cinematic universes T'Challa while still like still holding on to like what Black Panther means to us as fans and black people and like the fictional world of Wakanda and all of that. They can do all of that stuff. But on top of that, it's like, I feel like it will be one thing if Chadwick Bozeman was someone that like people were like, he was a fucking nightmare. I hated every second working Yay. with him. He was totally misogynistic or, you know, he was really, really, like, condescending to everyone. He was rude to the crew and all of that other stuff. But, like, Everybody who ever met this man talks about how great he was, how inspiring he was, and he knew how much this character meant to nerds like me and you and people who have never read a comic book in their life, but would feel really like moved and empowered and excited by this character. So to turn around be- after he loses his life to cancer, which is the fucking worst, and be like, "Yeah, let's recast him because, you know, the girls got to have their Black Panther." They can't have their Black Panther sure it could be Black Panther right. or they could say hey guess what T'Challa and Nakia actually had a baby girl before he passed away and guess what it's a boy and that boy is that the new Black Panther like there's so many w- it's a comic bitch like you can't say that you're a fan of comics and also act like you don't know that these things branch out have a million different reiterations of themselves and multiverse this and that like shut up and let Be quiet. (laughs) Like, Like, fuck, stop being entitled, bitch. Like, girl, Black Panther was not created in 2000 whenever the fuck Chadwick Boseman started playing him. The reason that you love his role is because he did it justice and because the character's old as shit. So you can still introduce young Black kids to that character without him being in yet another film but played by someone the fuck else. Stop.
3: right and if you think oh, that's my take if you think men and boys will have less respect for black panther or be less connected to black panther if black panther is paid by played by a woman you really need to ask yourself why that is because black panther being played by chadwick did not stop one single black woman or girl from loving that movie and being super fucking hype it didn't stop none of them kids from doing the wakanda forever and bothering them people every day for a year after that movie came out it didn't stop nobody. Like, niggas still went and saw Black Panther 8 times in the damn theater. So, let's not, not to mention, let's not act like it can't still be good.
2: Not to mention that film And all the little, you know, other places that it branched out into and crossed over into. Like, did the work to show that, like, yes, Black Panther is amazing and awesome and represents all of this stuff. But that nigga would be nothing without the women surrounding him. They literally were the reason that he came back to life in the film. One
3: hundred percent. And that was shown over and over and over. Where would he be without Shuri designing all that bullshit?
2: His whole security team... Is made up of black women.
3: Literally. Even
2: <laughs> to this day, like, because I'm sure you're not watching The Falcon and the Winter Soldier on on Disney I don't even Plus, know what that but is. But like, uh-uh. it's like, I have two points to make with this. <laughs> A, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier stars Sebastian Stan as The Winter Soldier, and then Anthony Mackey plays The Falcon. T'Challa was not the only Black, male, cis superhero in this universe. Anthony Mackie is right there. Don Cheadle is right there. And I'm sure there are going to be so many other characters, though, like, Brian Tyree Henry is going to be in the Eternals movie. Mahershala Ali is about to play Blade. Like, there are others. And I understand why we have such a soft spot for this particular character. But, like, to my other point about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's like, this is sort of a spoiler, but, like, the Dora Milaje is present in this series. Oh, okay. For something that took place in these movies that you already saw Chadwick Boseman in. So they're already on some what's up? We're here on some Wakanda shit to get your shit fucked up if you want to. Now one of y'all bitches can beat our ass, and it is what it is. (laughs) So they've already, like, they've already done the work. I would say more, than the men in that universe to show that the women are not to be fucked with. So I don't even understand, like, what? Yeah, I don't I know don't how
3: know. you how you can watch the the Dora Milaje do anything and think that they are like weaker or <laughs> substandard in comparison to right any man. Honestly, the root of all of it just sounds like sexism. And I get that you miss Chadwick Boseman. We all do, but ain't no bringing him back and recasting Black Panther. To like put another man in that position is not going to make that hurt any less.
2: It's just nerd entitlement. It's just nerd entitlement. Because
3: I don't get it. So
2: that's all that it is. It truly is. Because as I said, like, y'all should know by now the way, as old as all of these things are, these properties, and the way that comic books work. Chadwick Boseman does not have to play Black Panther. Yaka literally let that man rest in peace right. and let them do the writing that they're doing for this thing. And I guarantee you that, like, no doubt at some point, if you need for a cis-straight Black dude <laughs> to play Black Panther again, they'll find You'll a way find to do one. that. There are none. <laughs> but Black Panther is not awesome and impactful because he's a guy. And he's, like, straight or, like... Like you don't need for some other black nigga to play Black Panther mm-hmm. to ha- for it to have the impact on the community that it does. But if you do feel that way, then I would challenge you to ask yourself why.
3: Mm, okay, teach these nerds because I thought you were just saying they wasn't gonna do no more Black Panther. And I'm like, I don't seem of right. Course they don't. It seems it seems very obvious to me that they're gonna put the character in something else again. I just don't know why y'all feel like it has to be T'Challa.
2: I think the sequel is still scheduled for like next year.
3: Oh see, so what
2: is it? So it's not even like far away. Everybody They're working on the down. fucking movie. Like, shut <laughs> up. And like again, I think most fans have not been feeling this way, but clearly enough yeah. do because it sparked this whole debate on whether or not oh, they should Lord. be cast. Them. And it's like, girl, it's a movie based on something that's really, really old. There's so much Black Panther available. It doesn't have to be on screen. It doesn't have to be a movie. Like, read. I know like a lot of us don't like it, but
3: <laughs> I mean you can sign this petition and tweet about it all day long if you want to. You still gonna watch the movie when it come out. Live right. all... don't lie to me.
2: <laughs> and they have already been like, girl, we're not doing it. Shut <laughs> up. Like we actually knew that <laughs> nigga. Like
3: Oh Lord, I don't get the comic book nerds on a lot of stuff. So thank you for breaking that down.
2: Well, that's it for the hot tops this week. I'm proud of that if I do say myself <laughs> myself. Mm-hmm. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct. Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmerger to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts right it's time for your letters and things
3: is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com we may read them aloud on the show uh we have an update from nikki who um wrote us about not being (laughs) happy for her friend who (laughs) not not this time Mm. um she wasn't being she wasn't happy for her friend who was marrying a fuck nigga and she was a bridesmaid and all this so we were like giving Mm. her advice on that situation so nikki said i appreciate y'all so much the feedback you offered is so real i had a conversation with my best friend and it did not go well i told her how much i love her and i wish for her to be happy but i also expressed my thoughts on how i feel like she's making a permanent decision on a very rocky foundation And I told her how much I wish for her to be happy, but I also want her to feel whole and affirmed in her relationship. She responded with a lot of defensiveness, cussed me out, and ultimately banned me from her wedding. Great. It's unfortunate, but, (laughs) but I'm happy that the convo was had. I want her to have everything that she wants, but not to her own detriment. If the friendship is over because of this, that's fine. I'll always love her and be willing to go to bat for her, but I won't act like she deserves to settle for this demon of a man. Hopefully one day he will either rise to the what? occasion or she will see her worth. Either way, it's above me now. I'll be wishing them the best from the comfort of my bonnet and my okay. bed. Okay. Thanks yeah. and love y'all, Nikki. So, yeah. um, I hear you. Yeah. I And honestly, this is what needed to be done. And now, look, you don't have to go through all the bullshit of being a bridesmaid for a wedding you didn't believe in in the first damn place. <laughs> get to spend your day doing something that you care about. And yeah, Mm -hmm. hopefully one day she does come around. But if not, you said what you felt like you needed to say and you left it at that. It's too bad that she responded so defensively, but not shocked that she did. A lot of these girls can't handle when the mirror is held up to their faces, even though Uh, she was acknowledging the same things you said. It's like, how dare you (laughs) say it back? Yes. (laughs)
2: So, yes. <laughs> it's funny how we work that way sometimes.
3: Isn't it? Friends. It's really bizarre, but yeah uh, best of luck to you, Nikki, anyway. Let's move on to some questions. Our first one comes from Jade, who says,
2: let's see. Here. Jade.
3: <laughs> hey, Chris Lincoln Fury. I'm in my mid-20s and I currently live in a small New York apartment with my friend. We've lived together for a while and through the pandemic, and thankfully, we don't have any real problems. Over the last year, I've had a lot of health issues that I've been dealing with that I haven't really shared with my roommate because it's private. But now I have to have a procedure that would require me to go under anesthesia. My mom decided to fly into New York, so I didn't have to go through it alone. About three weeks before the procedure, I told my roommate what was going on and that my mother was going to be staying with us for a little over 24 hours while I go through my stuff. She said, "Okay, but your mom might have to run into my weekly dick appointment. She was also very adamant that this could not be moved. I told her that it feels awkward that my mother and I would have to listen to her have loud sex, especially because my mother is very traditional my roommate said that she would just turn up her music, and I told her, "Trust me, girl, that does not work. I don't care if her oh, dick appointment comes over every day for the next month." But I've been through this, <laughs> right? You've had to hear her fucking before, yeah. But I asked her if she could just wait till my mother leaves, or go to his place and not have it at the house while my mom is there. She said that she'll think about it. <laughs> This is making me reevaluate our 10 year friendship because she didn't even ask me what was wrong or why I needed why I needed a medical procedure in the first place. All she cares about is this dude that she's been fucking all throughout the pandemic, which is reckless anyway. I know that this is her apartment, too. But am I wrong for feeling like she's being selfish? I would put I would put my mom in an Airbnb, but that would defeat the whole purpose of her coming to take care of me. What should I do? (laughs) Stay blessed, healthy and moisturized. Jade. (laughs)
2: I mean, Jade, your question is, she said something around the, along the lines of, like, does that change how she feels? Like, or is she wrong for feeling when she feels? Right. Not for, you know, taking some sort Because of, I was thinking she was about to say, am I wrong for slapping this bitch or for pissing <laughs> her the fuck out? Or, so, or something like that. But feeling the way that you feel? Hell yeah, that's, like, you have every right to. That's just, it's so, like what like i I don't i really didn't expect that that was gonna be the i thought that she was gonna fuss and be like well where has your mom been and then what's the problem you need to tell me everything about your medical history like i thought she was gonna say something like anything besides the fact that as long as your mom is okay with hearing me get back shots from the other side of the (laughs) the house or the apartment (laughs) or whatever like i didn't expect that that and 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 y'all have been friends for 10 years like is she good? Because <laughs> like like, it don't sound like
3: she is. It really what's
2: not What's fucking going on? Like, personally, personally, I would be like, I would be so okay with just going to this nigga's house or waiting or whatever, because I would not want for her to hear me having sex. You know, right. like, especially you already loud, clearly, because your friend here has written in and let us know that you are. And that, <laughs> you know, blasting Pooh is not enough to stop anybody from hearing it. So, we have already, we have to stand in that fact. So, like, I wouldn't be comfortable with my friend of 10 years' mama coming over here and hearing me having sex at all, so I'm not even undershore. Un- I'm not undershore. <laughs> I'm not understanding <laughs> where this, like, sort of nonchalant, callous ass, yeah. Well, as long as you know, you know, I'm gonna be getting dick in here, I'll think about it. Like, I'll think about it, gives me, like, yeah, I could just wait or have sex with him somewhere else, but. I don't... Want, like, I would want to know what her problem is. I'm, something... It, it just doesn't make sense to me.
3: Right. Um, I think you brought up a really great point, which is that, like, if it were me in this situation... The last thing I would want is for my roommate's mama to hear me fucking. Especially if this is a friend I've had for the past 10 years. So, like, I've met this lady before. I don't want to hear. I don't want your mama to hear me doing that. I do. I want to maintain some mystery. I mean, really, I don't even want my roommate to hear it. But I definitely don't want my roommate's mama to hear it. Like, that is just beyond appropriate. Like, that, mm -mm. mm-mm.
2: Even some of my closest friends, I would... Feel so embarrassed if they heard me, especially
3: me. my closest friends. Like I don't want y'all to hear that coming from me. I don't. uh No, no, that's me and my private time with whichever nigga yeah. I'm dealing with. Today. But my ten <laughs> year old no, friend's child.
2: mama. Mm-mm, no, <laughs> I'm. What is she on? This right. motherfucker must have turned her out because she sounds like. First of all, it's not negotiable. <laughs> like I'm getting fucked. Right. Period. This dick is not up for debate. And then also, like, I don't give a fuck if your mama hears. And I'll think about... I don't know. I don't even think that you, you and your privacy surrounding your health or whatever is... It's not that it's not relevant here, but it's like... <laughs> it just feels separate of the issue to me. It just feels like she doesn't really have any respect for the fact that this is also your place and she doesn't really have any respect for your mom so she doesn't have respect for you right like
3: um I'm so i think i mean anytime y'all ask am i wrong for these feelings we're never going to tell you that you're wrong for your feelings Right. Your thought process might be a little wavy, but we're never going to tell you that your feelings are wrong. So, right. You Unless can, your
2: feelings are like black people deserve to die.
3: Right. <laughs> Unless your feelings are like homicidal or something. Then, yeah. Then we both, and even then, we might understand. So, <laughs> just saying knowing who we are as people is,
2: is a not strong
3: untrue. possibility yeah, so it might happen i would just i'm i wouldn't worry about whether you're f- wrong for feeling like she's being selfish i think most people would agree that she's being selfish especially because there is an alternative and she it sounds like she just don't want to do it like right you could just go fuck at his place or like literally your mother will be there less than 2 days
2: right that's the other thing she's not moving in for months she's not
3: staying for weeks like (laughs) like bitch your pussy can't wait an extra 36 hours for my mama to leave this apartment really like we're in a pandora's box helen you're not supposed to have this nigga over here anyway
2: you can't wait two days or go to his house
3: right i think um Yeah, I think you should confront her about this. And if you want to, then you could say, you know, my feelings were hurt because instead of asking me what was going on, why my mother needed to come to town, what this procedure was about, you know, like my health and safety. You'd bypass all of that to focus on this nigga's dick instead. And I get it. You know, y'all are in your mid 20s. Dick is very important at At this age, and probably a top priority, but like not over the friendships and the deep personal relationships that you have with other people. Like, so I would probably, right, I would probably just come to her straight like that and be like, My feelings are hurt. So let's just talk about, I'm not even gonna sit here and accuse you of being like a bad person or whatever, because it's not that I feel that way, but my feelings are hurt that you didn't care anything about my health. You only cared about whether you was gonna get digged down properly in that particular room like you can't get dick down somewhere else in the city or like you can't wait and or this nigga come before my mother gets here or after like how do you not it feels like you didn't even try to put yourself in my shoes to see how I would feel and the lack of empathy is really hurting my feelings so can we talk about that and see where it goes from there I agree oh lord um good luck to you Jade please let us know how the conversation goes Our next letter comes from Diana, who says, I'm 22 years old and graduating from college next month. Ever since I went away to school, I promised myself that I would never move back into my mother's house. Being away from her has helped our relationship a little bit, but she's very judgmental and I feel like I can't really be myself around her. I haven't even come out to her yet as bi, even though I've told my dad. My mother is a very proud Jamaican woman and it's culturally abnormal for me to want to live alone or outside of her home without being Mm -hmm. married. At -hmm. this point, the only place she'd be okay with me living after graduation is my dad's house. My parents are in the process of getting a divorce, even though they've been separated since I was four. I'm their only child, so everything always falls on me and my emotions concerning them are always amplified due to the fact that it's just me here. Every time I get close to actually moving out from my mother's house permanently or telling her that I'm not going to move back, I am bombarded with the guilt of being perceived as a bad daughter. My question is, how do I tell my mama that under no circumstances do I want to live with her ever again in life? (laughs) (laughs) without feeling guilty or being perceived as a bad daughter or as ungrateful. Do I write her a letter? Should I tell her face to face? Any advice is welcome. Thanks, Diana.
2: Okay, so this... You asking how to tell her these things made me Google... Oh, Lord. Little Rascal's letter to Darla. (laughs) Dear Darla! (laughs) I hate your stinking guts. <laughs> you make me vomit. You're the scum between my toes. Classic. Oh, I miss being little. Bitch, right. when I tell you, that scene used to happen. That whole movie, I was obsessed. It was so fun. I loved that one. Oh, it was
3: so good. She mentions that um, her mother is Jamaican and her father is Black American. So, mm-hmm. um, not sure. It explains a lot. I mean, it. it, For me. I mean, when you said that you came out to your dad, but not your mom, I was like, okay, so one of them is not.
2: Yeah. One
3: of them is not Jamaican. (laughs) Sad. I'm sorry. I just. Yeah. It kind of immediately came together in that moment for me. It Um, did for me as well. So, uh, woof. Mm, The thing is, like, you're 22. Your parents' opinions mean a lot, and honestly, if I were you, I think I would I would not be focused on whether they, they perceive me as a bad daughter. I would be focused on making sure I don't have to move back in with my mother at all. Like, <laughs> I think that would be my number one focus. Like if you say you never want to live with your mother again and y'all's relationship is strained when y'all are under the same roof then I would probably just be focused on trying to get a job after graduation, like trying to line something up now since you're graduating next month and uh, doing what you have to do so that you don't have to worry about that. Now, I can understand that your mother may feel like, oh, my God, she chose her dad over me, you know, if you move in with your father instead. But, I mean, at some point, your parents' feelings can't matter more than your own. And so... I think whether you have the conversation face-to-face or through a letter is really up to you and what you're comfortable with or what you think she is more likely to actually hear coming from you. Um, But the problem here seems to be the fact that you feel guilty over whether your mother will perceive you as bad or ungrateful when your mother's judgment you've already made it clear in this letter. Your mother's judgment is not to be trusted in the first place. Like this is already somebody that you don't feel particularly close to. And you said that you can't be yourself around her. So if she perceives you as a bad daughter, I just don't think that that is a bad thing. So what? Like she perceives you as ungrateful. Okay. And now what, what does that change? What does that change for you? Like in a real way? You already know she feels that way. Like, you already feel like you can't be real with this lady about who you really are. Like, you already are happier not living under the same roof with her. So she, I mean, I it sounds cold hearted, but she would just have to feel that way. Like, oh, well, you just feel like I'm a bad daughter and you feel like I'm ungrateful. and And you can have that perception. What does that change about my life? Not much. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like that's that's what I got for you. She's <laughs> just gonna have to be mad.
2: I totally agree.
3: But you mean, I mean you know you, you actually have a Jamaican mother, so you probably have a better, like, understanding of the of the the worries and the guilt behind this than I do. Because all of my people are Black Americans, so I guess I was just born to be disrespectful.
2: I, I mean. Th- Every Jamaican parent is not the same, you know, I think that I have actually been quite fortunate in that my parents know that I'm a raging fag. And I think that Jesus they give me enough respect to just leave me alone about it. <laughs> like Okay. <laughs> like, I don't feel treated differently. I don't feel like I'm not loved or whatever. Um... And I've always been, like, to myself and private about my goings-on anyway. So I wouldn't say that, like, my particular relationship is, like, that of any other queer person with Jamaican parents or whatever like that. But at the same time, being that, like, everyone from the generations prior to me came from that island or wherever they plucked them from Africa, it's, like... (laughs) pretty much everyone that I was raised around uh. was some, like this, was in this ballpark somewhere. And I honestly think that it, it's just been like me being the person that I am and the kid that I was and be having the parents that I, I just, I feel like it was really time that was able to get them to like chill out and maybe look at it a bit differently. But I think that ultimately, I say all that to say I agree with What you're saying, um, which is that, like, you have to live your life for you, and your mom feeling whatever about these things is like, okay, like, we can try to unpack this and do the work to figure it out and like heal from it if you want to do that or i want to do that whatever but like ultimately okay like yeah it just sucks because it's your fucking mama right. and you would like to like be accepted and uplifted and all of these things i'm glad that like you were able to at least uh come out or have this conversation with your dad and i assume he's cool or whatever but yeah i agree with what crystal is saying which is essentially like it's unfortunate it sucks and i think that sometimes it literally takes you stepping out and living your life anyway for your parent for not for your parents but for some people that think this way to be like am i tripping Mm. like i think sometimes when you sort of like submit to their ignorance and kind of like wrap yourself in trying to get them to see you differently they get empowered by that when you could simply be like okay girl like Mm -hmm. because you weren't gonna keep making these sandwiches you weren't (laughs) gonna keep my (laughs) lights on like you were not gonna put me in my drawers like so all right like that sucks or whatever but I'm gonna keep it like sometimes it really takes you just continuing to live your life unabashed and just You know, do the best that you can to be happy and healthy for motherfuckers in your family or in your circle who think like this to just like do some self reflecting. I think that if you treat them like they have a leg to stand on in this argument, they feel sort of empowered by that and can just (laughs) stick to their ignorance or whatever. Sometimes just gotta be like, okay, girl, yeah, you got it, fine,
3: yeah, and live exactly like she. She can just feel however she feels about you. Doesn't mean that you need to change your actions. It doesn't mean that you need to live with her anyway so that she doesn't have this opinion of you. Like, you still get to take care of yourself and do what feels like is best for you. And both of your parents need to leave you out of whatever issues they have with each other.
2: Oh, absolutely. That was the only other thing I wanted to mention. Like,
3: the fact that you said that they're getting a divorce, even though been, they've been separated. Separated for since 18 you were years. Right. So, and so you're saying, you know, you're an only child, so everything falls on you. I'm guessing that they kind of talk shit about each other or go back and forth like that, which is an inappropriate position to put your
2: offspring in. Any of your, yes. Right.
3: So... Both of them need to get off your back about their issues with the other because, you know, that's still your mama, that's still your daddy and whatever issues they have. They're the adults, they're the parents and they need to work that shit out um, within themselves and leave you out of it. But yeah, if you if you don't want to live with your mama and you have an alternative, then simply choose that alternative. You can communicate that to her respectfully and she might still not get it. And that's okay. Cause she don't have to get it. You just have to say it and feel comfortable and do what feels right for you. So but that yeah. I know that's easier said than done, but uh yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh so good luck having that conversation, but just remember that you deserve to live in peace like everybody else.
2: So the fuck. Absolutely. Mm. Yes.
3: Oh, okay. Our last letter comes from Martel, who says, I consider myself a person with high functioning depression and anxiety. Ever since I was a child, it was ingrained in me to keep pushing through things no matter what and to keep your problems at home. I've been concealing and not feeling my whole life, and this has put me in a depression since my teenage years. However, as a black girl growing up in a black household, I've always known that if I told my parents how I felt, they would discard my feelings or say some shit like, girl, go depress them dishes. True. So <laughs> for the most part, I don't share my feelings with anybody, even though every day I fight depression and suicidal ideations. I still come to work showered on time and with a smile on my face like nothing is wrong. Lately, I have found myself really resentful of coworkers or family members who don't cope with depression like I do. I understand their feelings, but I get angry that when they're having a bad day, I have to pick up their slack or help them seek the help they need while they just overlook me. I know that my objective has been to hide it, but sometimes I feel like, damn, I need help too, but nobody cares or nobody sees. And this just makes it harder for me to get help, even though I know I deserve it. Am I wrong for feeling resentful? What should I do? Thanks, Martel.
2: I mm-hmm. mean,
3: once again, you're not wrong for your feelings. Right. just want to say that.
2: I'm triggered. I really don't have anything. I Oh, no, I'm you.
3: sorry. Take I didn't. Okay, I didn't mean to.
2: No, it's fine. Oh,
3: shit. I'm sorry. I didn't. No, it's, I should have asked you first.
2: This is perfectly was fine. not. What would you say to <laughs> this person? I
3: mean, honestly, when I read this, I felt, I mean, I have the benefit of reading this several hours before we record. So I did also feel a little, ah, damn, I see some of myself in this. Um when I read this letter and I completely understand what you're saying about this, because when you are the high functioning one, then it kind of feels like, damn, I have to like take care of of things and nobody cares whether I'm struggling or whatever. Like that's something that I definitely felt before when I was younger. Um, But the thing is, if you don't say anything, then people don't know that you need the help. And so Uh, This is so I I feel a couple of different ways about this. First of all, I think that one of your issues is that you are resentful of people who don't cope with depressive moods like you do, because I think that resentment is like a, a sign of something that you need to work on. Like it's one thing to feel like, oh, there's extra work, you know, that I feel obligated to do. It's another to be mad at people or resenting them for simply saying how they feel or admitting that they need some help like I think first you have to you have to acknowledge the fact that you feel resent meant for people who are doing something that you don't feel brave enough or strong enough or ready enough to admit out loud to other people so I think that's the first thing you need to look at and then also it's this issue of like You feel like nobody cares or nobody sees, but you would likely not know not that you wouldn't care, but that you you likely would not notice what other people are going through if they didn't open their mouths and say something about it. So I think the fact that you've been taught like all your life to push through no matter what, keep your problems to yourself, keep that shit at home. That's not for the general public. You just put a smile on your face and go to work anyway. Like I was raised that exact same way. And I was raised to look down on people who were like openly vulnerable and who said, hey, I'm hurting and I need help. I was definitely raised to look at those people as like weak or to be like, damn, what's wrong with you? Uh, We all going through shit. You know, some of us can just soldier on and do the shit anyway, like blah, blah, blah. And what's really underneath that? is a person, for me anyway, what was underneath that was a person who desperately needed to pay attention to her own feelings, but didn't because she felt like that was the right way to live. And so I think you got, you kind of have some ingrained ideas that you need to let go of. And maybe the easiest or the most effective way to do that is to just start saying something. Like if you are having a day that feels really fucking overwhelming, Then say something, say something at work, say something to your family members and uh, and give people the chance to care. Give them the chance to see it. Give them the chance to help. Like you're keeping it all bottled up and not saying a word to nobody and putting on a happy face like you so strong and everything else. And then you mad that nobody can tell that you can't handle it. Well, girl, you're doing a really great job of looking like you don't have no problems. I had this like I I'm I'm talking to you like this because I have felt this exact same way. I feel like I was raised in this exact same environment so I really understand where you're coming from. And for me it was really key to stop looking at people as weak for being vulnerable or for having feelings or for saying that they have feelings. It was like I was just raised to to look down on people who had the nerve to say, I'm not doing okay or this doesn't feel good or whatever else. And once I freed myself of that mentality that there was something wrong with saying those things or that saying those things made you weak, then it made it easier for me to say to my friends or to whoever else, like, girl, I am really fucking struggling today and whatever you asking for, I just don't have it. And hopefully I can come back to it or we can reconnect on this at some other point. But... I have to take the time and the space for me right now because I just don't have it for no, for no, nothing and nobody else. And sometimes people understand, sometimes they don't, but it's not really about that. It's about, am I doing what I need to do in order to take care of myself? That's what it's been like for me. So, um, yeah, sorry, friend, I didn't mean to like...
2: No, it's fine. I will just say that... I understand being in a position where you're dealing with these types of things. And although logic might tell you to share these thoughts or feelings with people, uh, that you can't seem for whatever reason to do it. I understand like, um, holding all of these things in and keeping them to yourself either because you don't want to be a burden or, Because you don't know how to express what you're talking about. And I also think that sometimes, like a lot of people around us, um, would like to think that they are supportive family members, are supportive friends. But when it comes to actually, like, dealing with the effects of someone who deals with, like, the sort of mental hurdles that someone like yourself or myself deals with they don't really know how to it's not to say that they are you know like completely unsupportive or triggering or harmful or whatever but like i think that everyone who considers themselves to be a good friend or like someone who loves their family or whatever thinks that they're supportive whole while they don't know that they're like triggering the fuck out of you are being incredibly harmful Mm, so i think that sometimes that also adds to why people will be like, oh, well, I don't have anyone to talk to or I don't feel comfortable sharing with some people because sometimes niggas don't even know that you've tried to share already yeah, and that, you know, they basically shut you down or skirted around you or just gave you something that was not helpful at all and caused you to just sort of skitter back into your corner and you know fend for yourself which is really dangerous or can be dangerous and uh oftentimes unproductive so I guess like to that I would simply say that sometimes the the actual action of like seeking help opening your mouth and saying that you need it or expressing it in whatever way is kind of like ripping off a band-aid or like going over the first little drop in a roller coaster it's like you just have to like get through that initial discomfort of being vulnerable or sharing whatever it is that you're going with And kind of just like let the bird, like if you're taking a shot or you put like some alcohol in a wound, like something that you just know, like the angst or the the, like the anxiety around it Mm -hmm. might be worse than the actual action of it. And like if you are discomfort in the process, if, if you are uncomfortable in the process of like that experience, it likely will be temporary and, and just kind of happen at the beginning. Like you might be uncomfortable for like the first couple of minutes of a conversation with someone about whatever, something like that and after a while uh, hopefully and very likely you'll be glad that you were able to have uh, that moment with whoever it is you're, hap- you're having it with. But I also just think that people express themselves in different ways and sometimes people don't realize that they Have had people around them that have been like Mm -hmm. basically crying out for help or whatever, in whatever kind of way. And you know, you just don't know. It's difficult for everyone involved, and it's best, I think, for everyone to just sort of, if they can, swallow their pride and just be as open and honest as they possibly can.
3: Yeah. Sometimes people feel like they are saying something supportive. They feel like they are like being a good friend and it's the exact opposite of what you need to hear. And in those moments, it can be hard to say, like, I get that you mean well, but this hurts my feelings. And this is why, because you already feel like extra Mm -hmm. vulnerable because you came to them about this anyway. So it can be really hard to do that. But if you can um, and if you are talking to somebody who truly does want you to be like happy and healthy and feel supported, then hopefully they don't react like with their defenses up. Hopefully they say, damn, okay, that was like absolutely not my intention. So I apologize for that. And I just want you, like, I'm just, I want to help. I want you to feel like I'm here for you. Like I hear you and that you have me in your corner and I got your back. So like, what can I do to help? Like, hopefully that is what you come I hope that's the interaction that you have with these people when you have the conversation. But, um...
2: Like, everybody don't like sugar in their grits. Like, sometimes you gotta tell people how you want your shit made. Like, yeah. how to treat you.
3: Because if you put sugar in my grits, I'm gonna throw them back at you. Because that's disrespectful. Don't do that to so, me. That's wrong. That's against my re- my whole gotta... religion. So, yeah. Um, but I just think it's really important. The resentment part, I think that says a lot. Because... It sounds to me like somebody told you that something was wrong with being weak, that something was wrong with like being in pain and and letting that pain be obvious when actually there's nothing wrong with that at all, because humans are supposed to experience feelings and we are supposed to be able to connect with the people who are closest to us about those feelings. So um, either way, I hope that you are able to get the support that you need if you don't find it. In family or, or friends are or at work, then I hope you're able to establish new connections with people who do see you and do support you. Um, of course, if you don't have a therapist and you're interested in that whole process, I would highly recommend getting started with looking for one of those. But yeah, it's a hard place to be in. I empathize a lot because I've been here before. So I just wish you the best because undoing that, That conditioning that you got as a young person is some of the hardest shit that most of us will ever do. So. Um, best of luck to you as you push forward let's wrap up the questions again send your letters to at gmail.com
2: hey guys may is mental health awareness month and Talkspace, leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable cathartic exhausting or exhilarating personally i find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time but If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the READ $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash READ to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash READ to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E 800 zero go get some help talk some stuff out let's get back to the show all right folks we're back to finish things off with the read and i will just go ahead and get these three quick things out of the way as fast as possible number one um which one should i start with as quick Mm. as possible i say so okay number one i read that um, Justin Timberlake's stylist from back during the Janet Jackson Super Bowl incident, like recently, told someone in an interview that Justin planned the mount mal- the wardrobe malfunction that took place um, during their performance at the Super Bowl with him and Janet, and that he knew all along what was going to happen, and we knew it. And that, yeah, it was, you know, totally Justin's idea or whatever to that. And I just want to say, like, girl, I know that it's been a boring year, but you can save this. Why are you telling this? us this a whole lifetime later Mm. like niggas that were born that you hear are are about to go in college if they're not already in college this was like nearly 20 fucking years ago and you're telling us some shit that a we already knew knew, and b is irrelevant at this point because they already crucified that black lady for that shit that you talking about like what why are you talking about this now who who does this help Mm. for what what why why are you mentioning this today what are we supposed to do with that i just love to know like y'all will literally sit back here when you know the checks are coming in or you feel like your checks are affected or could be affected and let black women fry i'm sure you have never been to the bank in terms of a justin timberlake in eons so it don't make no never mind what the (laughs) fuck you got to say about that bitch today you know what I mean? Lord. But back then, you didn't want to rustle no motherfucking feathers, even though you knew that that bitch was uh, clear the fuck wrong. And everybody was frying her black ass up. You didn't have nothing to say. But now you want to say something, because who the fuck knows what you're doing? Girl, shut the fuck up. Move it. Um, I will say next, okay, Lil Nas X, right? Apparently, there was some video of Lil Nas X's mother out somewhere in the street of Atlanta, like... Oh, Lord, yes, I Maybe, it like, soliciting money or something like that. And people tried to come down on Lil Nas X for, like, not supporting his mother. How could he be having this success and making this money, but his mom is on the street? This, that, third, and all of this other shit. To which his father... Lil Nas X's dad basically came forward and posted. I'm not going to read what he said. You can look it up. But he, ele- he essentially said, What y'all not going to do is my child. <laughs> and like, <laughs> you don't even know what the fuck y'all are talking about. Like, we have all tried. So move it and like get off of our lawn, essentially. And he also like tweeted and deleted something to the effect of like, I don't talk about this, but, like, I have felt guilty, lost sleep over, like, trying to help my mom. Y'all don't know what you're talking about. Like, you know me from being the, on the internet. Again, that's not exactly what he said. You can look it up if you want Close to. enough. <laughs> um, But I just find it interesting that, like, literally last week, y'all niggas were all, you know, ready to have mature conversations about you know, the struggle of drug addiction and substance abuse when DMX passed. Everybody was willing and ready to talk about, you know, their family member that has been suffering, their friend that has been dealing and struggling with drug abuse or, or, or addiction and these kinds of things, and how complicated that can be even if you have money y'all were just talking about this like six seven days ago mm. but now it is all Lil Nas X's fault what? that his mom is struggling with drug addiction why is it that y'all can't understand how complicated it is now because y'all can't stand this nigga because he's gay and has no problem expressing that in his art and his tweets or wherever the fuck else like it's 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 insane. <laughs> to me, for lack of a better term, it's to me, it is just wild that like literally a fucking week ago, y'all were talking like y'all were, were writing pieces about how much DMX has impacted you and your friends and or family in terms of the topic around that kind of struggle. And now it's all this this young gay nigga's fault because he's rich and yet his mom is still out on the street. Like what are what? That's not how addiction works. You could shut the fuck up. You could you could say nothing. You could say nothing. You could shut the fuck up. You could find something else to do. Mm. You could play chess or learn. You could play checkers, Uno, Phase (laughs) Ten. You could do anything. The fuck else, bitch? But here you are. Why? I'm confused. We just saw you tweeting the... Okay. Last but not least, I just want to say, um, Shariel actually, our friend Shariel, inspired this third one. Oh, Lord. Um, she raised a great point and I don't even know if she did. Um, but I will just say, you know, we talk about Tooted or Rebooted on here, I make this joke about how everything is a reboot these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and a simple Google of the word reboot showed me that Rob Zombie is rebooting The Munsters. They're rebooting Escape from New York. They're uh, rebooting Sex and the City. What? Um, there's going to be a Home Alone reboot on Disney Plus with Keenan Thompson in it. <sighs> so many reboots. So many new reboots are happening, and I'm sure there are so many others. Like, sometimes I like to just... You know, on maybe my lunch break or something, I like to sit back and have a snack and think of what I expect to hear <laughs> will be rebooted in the next month. My money is currently on Free Willy. And um actually no, I think they already announced a Honey I Shrunk the Kids reboot. But I haven't heard anything on Free Willy. I'm Are sure it's choking? on the way. <laughs> So, the reason that I brought up Shario's because the other day she posted on her story, she was like, I'm so glad they brought back Dunkaroos. Like, I looked like maybe she was at work or something and she was having, like, a the Dunkaroos cookies on the snack. ice it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't even know that the, that Dunkaroos were back. But, like, you can't, like, they're available. I didn't it's know bullshit. they ever left. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they were missing for quite a while. <laughs> okay. But apparently, I I went on, I jumped on Amazon and Jeff Bezos was like, yeah, girl, make me rich. <laughs> So, to that I say, how about we stop rebooting classic movies and reboot these snacks? Can I get Sprite Remix? May I have an Altoid Sour? Yes. Can I have my Butterfinger BBs? Or, like, my Oreo Cakesters? Mm -hmm. Why was it that I was only able to have one canister of jerk-flavored Pringles? Bring the back the goods. Like, there's nothing with rebooting that unless y'all are going to, like, dramatically change the taste or... Structure. Don't of these fuck snacks. it up. Right. Don't bring it back just to fuck it up. <laughs> but bring back some of the the yum yums from the eighties and nineties and and today.
3: Right. Where is clearly Canadian?
2: <laughs> Remember on the radio there would be like mm, the seventies or the eighties or eighties and nineties and today, like oh yeah, like all the hits. <laughs> yeah, all the hits. Right. Baby. Bring back the snacks from the eighties and nineties and today, and leave that. the rest of this stuff. The fuck. Because guess what. Guess what? I can watch the Sandlot. I can watch the Sandlot. And it's still the good. one that I It's the same movie. It's, still good. it's the same fucking movie. But I cannot get an Altoid Sour. What can we do about that? Where are the Butterfinger BBs? I had
3: uh, They can keep Altoid sours.
2: <laughs> I loved them. Don't care. A little tangerine moment.
3: <laughs> that was the weirdest candy. Like is this candy? It was so weird. Yes.
2: Yum. <laughs> I remember people being like, "Why?" But Altoids are supposed to freshen. This is just (laughs) like I just remember people being confused to like why Altoid was just making sweets rather than like breath fresheners or whatever. But to that, I say, you know what I'm saying. Stand with me. We are movement. Tag some of your favorite. No, we are a movement. You about to get all the old ass snacks. Yeah, I don't Joy know why I just heard. did that to my mentions. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've never heard of, never ate, never liked. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I just feel like reboot that, do that. There's bring Crystal Pepsi back. See, that's one I never had, but like I know all about the fascination behind it, the obsession behind the Crystal Pepsi shit. Mm -hmm. So, like, do that. Because, like, if I want to watch Death Becomes Her, I don't need to watch someone do it again. The movie's still good. And it's still good, (laughs) right. (laughs) I don't watch that and feel this longing for a new... It's... Great! Like, I don't... (laughs) I understand, like, the math of it, and that it's it's really all just, like, easy money for people that don't want to work, but... I'm just like, if we're going to do the rebooting thing, let's spread that out into places where it, it can... <laughs> and that's changed. Come on. Where it can actually make a difference. Yes. Okay? How? What are we going to eat while we're watching these rebooted films? <laughs> let's have the conversations that matter. Old-ass
3: Doritos. I don't even know if there's right. a retired Dorito flavor, but bring it Probably. back anyway. All Probably.
2: Shit. <laughs> I'm sure there's some fucking Dorito shape or flavor or something like that that they got rid of. Because all of them do. First of all, all of these snacks uh brands are owned by like three companies. Yep.
3: Every last so, one of them. Like, Nabisco owns like 58% of your favorite snack foods. <laughs>
2: so, so all y'all bitches gotta do is just go in the vault. <laughs> <laughs> like right. that's it. Yeah. So yeah, Shariel inspired me to be like, you know what? Why don't they bring that shit back instead of every fucking movie with Macaulay Culkin in it? Which, did you know he has a baby with Brenda Zong?
3: I did see that because he said something racist. And I saw a clip and I was he like, oh, did. no. He said something like, we about to have the... Some, I don't know if it was racist. Maybe it was just problematic. But it was something about, we finna have the prettiest little something babies running around and I was just like oh this feels wrong I don't remember exactly what uh, he said but I was just like oh please stop like I don't please Macaulay Calkin, because I can't handle this from you right now like white people are disappointing me enough and I really cannot be asked to parse everything that you just said here so leave me alone with that go enjoy you know your girlfriend or your wife and your baby like please leave us out of the rest of it but I did not know that they were Rebooting Home Alone. I don't think I knew that. No.
2: I found out today.
3: I mean, why?
2: <laughs> I I have no idea. Like... I have no idea. I, okay. I guess. All all that I asked was for y'all to clip Donald Trump out of the <laughs> sequel. That's all that I asked. And I would still watch it every Christmas. Like, I don't... We. I don't... Yeah. There's a home alone 3 with another kid that's not I've yeah I'm pretty sure it's the third one with another kid that's not Macaulay Gulkin in it and everybody paid that. So why the fuck do you yeah, feel like Yeah, I didn't like know about need, that. <laughs> like, stop right. Just like there's a third there's a honey we shrunk ourselves. What? Like, like I don't even know if that like if the people know about Like the parents shrunk that.
3: themselves.
2: Yes, like the parents oh, got accidentally God. shrunk and then the kids had a house party. All right, leave us alone. <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, why? <laughs> we, you, you've done this stuff and no one wanted it. <laughs> like, why do you think yeah. introducing it to motherfucking kids that have never heard of it? Or uh, I don't know. I mean, anyway.
3: yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But, you know, dunga roos are also just cookies with icing. And. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and niggas could easily put that together themselves. That it's is something also about true. the package that people just like. And so maybe it's just something about that. You know, the packaging of these old things is new again that just automatically draws us in. But I mean, that's all a reboot is. Yeah. But, you know, I just feel like there's a line and we've crossed it.
2: <laughs> At least I can eat <laughs> a dunkaroo.
3: <laughs> oh, okay. Um. Well, amen. I don't really have much to say this week. It's been an incredibly overwhelming week as far as news is concerned, and I'm really trying to stay away from most of it. But I did hear, yeah, I did hear that one of the police officers who shot Breonna Taylor has a book deal. Not shocked. And the title is tentatively... I don't,
2: I can't, I don't know if I have it.
3: The Fight for Truth the inside story behind the Breonna Taylor tragedy again this is the man who murdered her writing this book and so
2: this is how we find out that Breonna Taylor was actually a lichen.
3: like I don't I don't know transformed I don't know what this man could possibly be about to put into this book, but it's not going to be anything that makes her murder any more justified. And so for (laughs) you to be calling it the fight for truth is just like incredibly infuriating because the truth is that that lady was sleeping in her bed when y'all busted down the door and fucking murdered her.
2: That's the truth
3: is that you got away with it. The truth is that y'all are suing her boyfriend now like for damages like he did something to you like you didn't try to set him up like you wasn't in his house on some bullshit like you didn't kill his girlfriend like y'all didn't turn this whole family upside down. It's just something about white people and the goddamn audacity to be offended yeah. when they have hurt other people, and to then turn that into yeah. an opportunity to make money off of it. Like it's truly sickening. The the um, publisher who signed him is a small independent publishing house called Post Hill Press. Um, sounds and racist. right, it does. And um, they are running into some issues because Simon & Schuster just announced like 12 hours afterwards that this book might be coming out, but they won't be distributing it, even though they have an agreement with Post Hill Press to distribute. Because, you know, mainstream publishers do that a lot because they have the Mm -hmm. resources to distribute that smaller press houses don't. So, um yeah, they're not going to be distributing in this, which is great because I don't know. I think all of the negative press behind it might lead another large distributor to be like, uh, yeah, we also won't be either. So, you yeah. know y'all gonna have to pay to print 50 copies of it and pray that they sell or whatever but I'm just so tired of white people doing us wrong and then getting book deals so that they can make millions of dollars about it and go on a media tour talking about how what they did was just them doing their job or just the heat of the moment or just a mistake or just the situation that anybody could have found themselves in oh anybody would have chased a 16 year old boy home who had Skittles and a fucking Arizona tea oh anybody Anybody could have thought it was a taser instead of a gun, even though these hoes look different, feel different, and are different colors. Oh, anybody like, could have just busted in a house and murdered a girl sleeping in her fucking bed. No, you did that.
2: You literally already got away with it. You murder. got
3: away with it. Why is that not good enough?
2: Like, why? It, you need a book, too?
3: May the yeah. absolute worst things happen to you and you alone. May you never know a single moment of peace. May Brianna's face haunt you for the rest of your living days. I'm so tired of the way y'all treat us. Living in this country is a mind fuck at every hour of every day. And to then have to be faced like we see what is happening here so clearly and knowing that the structure that we live under will allow y'all to continue to do this is almost too much to handle. My prayers go out to Brianna Taylor's family, her boyfriend, her friends, the people who knew her and loved her and have to constantly relive the pain of losing her every time some dumb shit like this comes out. It's bad enough that the girl is gone and you yeah. got away with it.
2: Yeah, I can't get past that part.
3: Zero real trouble <laughs> for taking this innocent woman's life. Zero only... real trouble. And now you're back in our faces talking about let's find the truth, bitch. What Not are you going to say I that's going to change the situation?
2: Several people have lost <sighs> their loved one and literally like you just said have to like like try to like move through that trauma while they're forced to relive it every single day through the media and stuff like that. And then on top of that, black people, black Americans especially also are hurt because it's just another huge reminder of the way that we are treated and viewed and mishandled and all that. So it's like, you literally already did all of this shit to us and nobody, and you got away with it. But you also have to be like, well, let's discuss the truth, honey. The truth is the fact that like, you girls shouldn't be mad because white isn't this America? Like what what can you <sighs> What can you possibly say? Like a three-headed serpent came out of her mouth and, you know, lunged. There's what n- I don't Nothing. All that is is that someone approached you and was like, "Let's make some money because they like you are, you know, very likely soulless worms that don't give a fuck about anybody but themselves and their money." And, you know, here we are. But Yeah, I think getting away with it would be enough.
3: You would think. And and it doesn't, I don't really care if you were the officer who fired the the fatal shot or not. The fact is that you were there. Yo ass was also shooting. You were a part of it. You did shoot her. In addition to this other person shooting her. And then one of the spokespeople for the publishing house came out and was like, this man's story is, an impo- is important and we are going to tell it even if Simon & Schuster is hating on us because the public deserves to hear it. And an open dialogue is essential to shining a light on the challenging issues that our country is facing. An open dialogue is not going to change policing. You know how we know? Because we've ha- been having open dialogues about policing for decades. And y'all still do whatever the whole fuck you want to.
2: Also, a book's not open dialogue.
3: It's not. A book is not a conversation. You reading the book and that is an experience you having by yourself. The book don't come with a and a with you and the author. It do not. <laughs> The book is him saying what he wants to say, trying to make himself look better because he knows that he's been tarnished by his absolutely reprehensible actions. And so right. this is to either ease his own mind or to make people look or feel differently about him or just to make some fucking money off of another dead black girl. And I don't care which one it is, you fucking suck. So to this man, Jonathan, whoever the hell, Mattingly, and to Post Hill Press and whoever decided this would be a good idea and to whichever goofy bitch decided to double down on it, fuck all of y'all. Yeah. Just fuck you.
2: It shouldn't be shocking that that's a situation that's happening because... It's like clockwork, but it's just—it's
3: exhausting. Kill that
2: girl in her bed. In
3: her bed, <laughs> like, talking about the for fight literally for
2: truth. Nothing. For
3: truth.
2: And we had to sit back here and watch the country not do not anything about do it.
3: Anything.
2: And now you want us to read a book about the alleged truth? How about you simply fuck off? How about that? Right. How
3: about you just fuck off and die?
2: Why about maybe choke? maybe choke
3: (laughs) (laughs) but just whatever it is leave us the fuck alone black people have been through enough and it's the constant disrespect that wears at you it's the constant disregard for our value as human beings I'm just so sick of this fucking country it cannot change fast enough dude (sighs) oh okay and that is my read that wraps up the read for this week make sure you check us out on social media at this is the read um, and check out our website. This read.com. You can find our merch at shop Um, And for everybody celebrating four twenty, 20 happy for 20 weed is legal in New York now. So if you allergic or you don't like the smell, I suggest you stay home tomorrow because it's going to, mm. it's going to be, I'm sorry. It's simply going to be everywhere. So Um, but yes, congratulations to all of us, um, celebrating. I thought I'd see the day. I mean, it should have been, like, inevitable. Like, it should have been like, oh man, just any day now we're finna have it. More
2: states, Mm -hmm. more states legalizing actually, it just makes it actually, like, gives me a touch of anxiety because I'm just, we're already seeing it, but like, the amount of of white hypocrisy Mm. and capitalism and shit that is going to be (laughs) born of this is just really for like I just can't help but think of how many niggas are locked up for selling like dime bags or whatever Mm -hmm. meanwhile like the reason like the real reason states even like New York are like yeah girl go for it It's because the richest of the rich white girls are like, hey, do you know how much money that we can make in this industry? And it's just a little bit of weed. Like, that's why it's happening. So white people are going to just be coming in and, like, selling you whatever version of this shit that they get imported from whatever fucking farm in Alaska or Afghanistan or whatever the fuck. And meanwhile, your cousins and them are, you know, lucky if they see the light of day. Like, I just can't. I can't help but think about that when I think of some of these states going legal, especially one like New York that just not too long ago even was like, suck dick if you think you're getting legal <laughs> here like not even long ago the girls were like never it's never going to happen ever yeah. fuck you I wouldn't be surprised if Andrew Cuomo made it happen because
3: he's just trying to get some of that heat off his back for all this sexual assault Down! and Are all these allegations forward? and shit he going through like he trying to get people to leave him alone and let him stay in office like and it's fuck Andrew I mean told y'all from the very beginning that it's fuck Andrew Cuomo never so. seen it. <laughs> Happy 420 to all the black and brown girls, though. We're going to have a good-ass time. Fuck NYPD, because you know they're going to be on our asses about it. Like, girl, it's legal now. We can smoke it anywhere that we can smoke cigarettes, so please leave us the fuck alone. Point blank, And quietly, like,
2: (laughs) the law for, like, carrying was not even... Like, like you had to be, like, carrying a lot of weed on you to, like... But... uh, like, uh, it wasn't going to change the fact that, really, it was nearly always an excuse for cops to just harass Black folks. Yep. So it never mattered, even then. The law, then. Like, right. You would have half a pre-roll or some shit on you, and they would still be like, oh, we smell some weed, and then turn that into something else. But, like quite as it might have been kept. Like, bitch, you had to be carrying, like, a brick on you to be, like, in serious trouble. Yeah, you but, had to
3: have more than an ounce on you, I think. And now you can have, I think, up to three ounces on you. Just on your person. Just right. running around and it's like,
2: with your errands and three ounces w- of weed. Why would you just regularly be running around with three ounces of weed on you? I mean, unless you... making some
3: runs you wouldn't because ain't nobody that's what i'm saying
2: or you're in a rap entourage (laughs) like i'm not just gonna be out (laughs) constantly with that much weed on me
3: right so but anyway very overdue and yeah i hope all the people of color have a great 420 and yeah anything else before we get out of here
2: chloe bailey is legitimately a goddess
3: Mm -hmm. the next supreme she is Wow! Every time she posts a video of her singing, covering somebody's song or something, I'm just like, how
2: is this girl even real? Such a fan. Um, R.I.P. to Black Rob. R.I.P. to Garen. Is that her name? Garen Taylor from Baldwin Hills. All the girls that are like, yeah.
3: Oh, wow. But like the
2: lead girl. I hope I didn't b- butcher her name. Cause I ain't watched Baldwin Hills in a month of Sundays, but like the lead girl passed away at 30. So.
3: Oh, wow. How sad. Oh my gosh. She was only 30.
2: Yeah. She was a kid.
3: Yikes.
2: Um, so rest in peace to those. Yeah. Spirits and everybody, you know, hopefully you call someone that you give a fuck about and check in with them. A lot of people are out here suffering in silence. And you never know whose week or day or night you might turn around just by tapping in and checking with them. You might actually save a life. So go and check in with people that you give a fuck about. Thank you for listening to this podcast for however long you've been listening to it. And we will
0: see you girls next week.
3: Bye, hosts.